What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Love Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind, broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Right, the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Cosmic, Cosmic Radio. Twisted Soul. Futuristica Radio. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to another episode of the Blue in Green podcast. My name is Imran. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Thanks for your time and your company. As always, they're massively appreciated. Uh, before we jump into today's episode, uh, a quick reminder that the Blue in Green podcast runs in conjunction with Blue in Green Radio, the online internet radio station that broadcasts from London and is incredibly fortunate uh, to host shows from across the whole wide world, from uh, the States to Japan to Australia um, and uh, of course parts of the UK so we're, we're, we're consistently thrilled to bring you um uh, our our, adve- our respective adventures uh, and unwavering passions for uh, contemporary soul, jazz, R&B and funk music. So uh, thanks again for tuning in. Please check us out at blueingreenradio.com where you can find the full list of our podcast uh, episodes as well as our 24 hours a day uh, radio stream uh, as well as a whole bunch of reviews and interviews etc etc. So yeah, we'd love your company there as well so please check it out. Um, in terms of our unwavering passion uh, for independent and contemporary music um, it's with great pleasure I get to introduce today's episode which sees me uh, spend uh, a good chunk of time with Hodge from the Dumb High uh, record label slash uh, musical collective um, I'm so thrilled with this episode it's such a great conversation um, and I'm really really grateful that we kind of had the opportunity to sit down discuss uh the label to discuss Hodge's uh musical journey kind of all the incredible like just immeasurably talented uh as an artist and a producer uh we get to discuss uh the Uncle Miles uh release which has just been released literally just been released on Bandcamp uh if you check out the dumbhighbandcamp.com page you'll find uh everything that they've 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 put together which is just (laughs) in a really crazy amount of music it's so it's just such a uh, to an incredible standard of kind of beat tape projects hip hop inspired projects uh, fermented spirits which um, him and um, uh, vocalist the musician Mike uh, QJ who um, just uh, as as uh, Hajj Bullock will uh, describe himself in the episode has the voice of an angel and he absolutely does um, but the Uncle Miles project is um, yeah it, it, a project I'm thrilled that we kind of managed to connect uh, on so uh, we'll jump straight into that episode before I do a huge uh, thank you and shout out to our, our our buddy our friend our fellow blue and green radio presenting colleague in Vahe Mr. V uh, for making the introductions because uh, yeah, I meant uh, uh, this whole you know kind of getting to know Hajj and everything has just been great and uh, uh, it's been an awesome musical discovery for me so massive thanks to Vahe for kind of facilitating this and introducing us um, uh, regular listeners of the podcast podcast will know we feature two songs per episode our guest uh, gets to pick the closing number and Hodge picks a gorgeous gorgeous tune um uh from the dumb high um 
uh, catalog and I get the pleasure of picking the opening one uh, to take us into the conversation and um, I'm going to pick something from said Uncle Miles uh, project and I'm going to have to go it was it's not, not actually an easy pick because there's so many great tunes but I'm going to go with the fermented spirits track honey uh, featuring the brilliant Ethel C uh, and belly as well so it's um, awesome tune great introduction uh, to our show today and a great introduction to that to the Uncle Miles project which I very much hope you'll explore further um, and a massive thanks to Hodge for, for taking the time and uh, without further ado my friends uh, Hodge and Dumhai Sweet, sweet like honey. 
How are you, sir? Very good, very good. Thank you. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not bad at all, not bad at all. Thank you so much for taking the time. It's uh, it's such a pleasure to to be able to, to to catch up with you and speak to you properly, and uh, to kind of yeah discuss all your amazing achievements and music and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time today. Oh man, no, it's my pleasure. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be invited. Oh, you're very kind. Uh, how how are you today? It's uh, the end of your 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 nine to five day, is it? You're like six p.m. in New Jersey. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. It's um, it, it's good. I'm off tomorrow, so that's nice. a little good. random <laughs> Thursday. Um, you're you're in uh, New Jersey. Uh, have you have you you've always lived there, or have you did you move there from another part of the states, or? Uh, so I probably split most of my life either in Jersey or Philly, like right in the same wow. area. Um, not sure how familiar you are, but like right now I'm physically in Jersey and in a car. I'm less than 10 minutes from most neighborhoods in Philly. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm like right, right by the bridge that puts you, you know, across into Philly. Uh, so uh, I guess we moved over here about five, six years ago, getting a little, uh, little too old to be fighting over parking spots and whatnot. So, <laughs> yeah, came over to the land of fences and driveways. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean. We've moved. We were in uh, more central London, uh, and we've done the same thing. We've moved just that little bit further out, and it's uh, it's a bit it's a bit too suburban, I think, for us. We were more like central city i think uh, uh position so yeah the the change has been a bit of a uh one that we're still getting used to after about 10 years we're still getting used to it so. oh, gotcha. <laughs> 10 years huh yes i mean we actually had been in south philly i'd been in south philly for quite a while and uh my wife she grew up on like the west side of philly and Jersey's on the east side, and that's kind of where my family is and so on and so forth. So we had tried to move, for a while, we had moved to the west west side where she grew up, and that's much, that's less, it sounds, you know, there's driveways, right? Put it right. that way, right? right. Uh, it's less in the middle of things. Um, but it's further from the center city downtown philly then it's much further than where we are now Mm. like so even though you know um we're in jersey we're in a different state i'm still in south philly i'm in center city 10 15 minutes tops like easy there's a train and all that now so to me i'm like even closer to the mix of things i'm used to right Mm. If you ask any one of my friends in Philly, they're like, they think I moved to Germany or something. They're like, <laughs> you know, they're like, oh my God, you, you're all in foreign territory. You can't get anybody to cross the bridge to come visit us from this side, right? But, you know, it's all good. I understand. I was the same way when I was on that side. I actually, I would have thought, though, I think that there was more of a gap between, more, more distance between Philly and New Jersey, just from my understanding of 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 that that part of the state so i actually thought it they, they weren't as close together so that's pretty cool that they that it's not that much of a challenge for you to get from one to the other yeah just just a river separating the two mm. uh or at least from where we are you know jersey yeah. also you know up north is 
almost the same situation with New York City, right? Mm, yeah. uh, but South Jersey, uh, again, right where we are, I'm, I'm basically about 10 blocks from Camden, New Jersey, which is right on the river, and right. Philly's right on the other side of the river. What is, I mean, I mean, for, I don't know, for soul music fans, I guess, particularly, you know, overseas, like in London and stuff, I mean, Philadelphia carries such a, a heritage like such a weight of 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 colossal like music you know going yeah. all the way back from classic philly soul and larry gold and soul Quarians and you know what yeah. what is it like being like a music maker yourself um, in and among such a, a hotbed of like creativity and uh kind of a you know a, a heavy lineage attached to it right yeah it's uh, i mean it's awesome Right. And, uh, you know, uh, there's you, you you can bump into your heroes at any time. Amazing. And, that, and that's pretty crazy. Right. I mean, of course, it, it feels like I'm very far removed from a lot of those times, like just because of COVID and the, the mm-hmm. things have shifted so much as far as like steady live shows. Plus, I've gotten older and, uh, you know, the other artists, right? Like, uh, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you could go to very, very small venues and, you know, the roots would be right there performing. Right, right. You know, you you smell people, right? Like, you Mm -hmm. smell the performers like you're so close, right? Yeah. And, of course, you know, they're they're not doing that type of thing the way they were. but, But, yeah, to your point, I mean, it's awesome. Like... Uh, I moved to South Philly in like 2005, I want to say, somewhere around there. And within eight months, I was walking distance from like 30 different people that I was making music with every day. Wow. You know? Wow. Um, in some form or fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, there was always some kind of you know, it didn't matter if it was a dive bar or, uh, you know, one of the bigger venues in town. Um, you, 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 there's, Ron, there's so many shows I went to that was like, I knew every single opening act up to the, the, wow. the touring headliner and would wind up going, hanging out with, you know, a hundred friends basically mm. sitting outside the venue, uh, hanging out, going in, watching some great music. And I kind of, sometimes you wind up dipping off before, the thing. <laughs> but, but <laughs> a very cool situation to where you, yeah. you can uh, see everybody. Now, and this is also I, the only thing I've ever really known. So I'm not, I, I know it's got to be areas that just aren't like that. And mm. so, definitely grateful for that, for, for that amazing i was going to ask is it easy was it easy to sort of to to find people to collaborate with when you're there you know to be again in amount such an, an right. incredible kind of environment but just to find people to collaborate with is that is that a, a, an easy thing to do in of itself it is a little more challenging now but right. at the time when i first uh i i'd been living in new york for a handful of years and moved back to Philly area and was right in South Philly, uh, like I said, around 2005. Uh, there was a, a, 
a website, like, you know, websites and blogs and all that stuff was really popping right around that time. Mm -hmm. There was a website kind of dedicated to underground Philly hip hop, 215hiphop.com, right? And I pulled that up and they had message boards and, you know, sitting there talking junk and whatnot, you know what I mean? And then next, you know, somebody's like, wait, where did you say you live? And I'm like, oh, you know, 4th Street, right around Rittner. And they're like, yo, I'm on 5th and Rittner. And then, like, from there, it was, you know, it was just like, oh, wow. All right, cool. And then, dude, my man Big O, he was like, oh, what are you doing on Friday? There's this show and that show. And then, like I said, next thing you know, I'm in dive bars meeting the whole little indie hip-hop scene. You know, that was mostly really uh, hip-hop circles. And, um, yeah, man, it was just really cool. Everybody just it felt like being at home, you know what I mean? Where uh, everybody you talked to just fe- seemed familiar and cool, and everybody was just trying to make music. Is it not? You said it was sort of easier back then. I mean, like I, I guess now with with social media, uh, the, uh, the internet, Bandcamp, all these kind of ways to kind of connect with people, uh, even as far as you know overseas and stuff. I mean, do you do you do you find that a, a, a technique and a tool that you kind of use at your disposal to be able to reach out to people, you know, further afield? Oh, definitely, absolutely. I mean, whether that's from just establishing new relationships or just being able to work with people because also everybody also has a home studio or some kind of recording device or Mm. something. So passing files back and forth. Uh, Yeah, definitely. I I mean, I think uh, I guess maybe why I said it was a little more challenging this year, I've been a little more focused on uh, planned instruments versus uh, sampling and chopping stuff up and whatnot. And I think that just maybe, you know, 15 years ago, just the age group and people that were my age at that time had more disposable time to get together and and make music. You know what I'm saying? So uh, with that little bit of shift, like to... You know, it'd be like, I can't imagine trying, you know, what people go through to organize and coordinate like a full band, especially a a medium sized band where you're talking, you know, (laughs) 10 people or something, you got a horn section. I can't imagine like this age just because, you know, people got kids and jobs and different things going on. So, you know, that, 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 uh, but yeah, to your point, the the internet's been, you know, allowed a lot of that where we yeah. sit texting and chatting and sharing files. And then, you know, some people recording at home just blast you something and it's like, oh, you know, fantastic, cool. Mm. What from- made you, um, the, the shift, sorry to interrupt, the, the, the shift you said towards more sort of live instrumentation, that's always really exciting to hear when an artist kind of reaches that point of sort of their own like personal evolution. What kind of inspired that for you? Um, well, when actually I started getting uh, involved in music as anything more than a listener, uh, fairly later, uh, like I was probably in my mid twenties or something when I even started and it started with a guitar. Um, 
I grabbed a cheap acoustic guitar, went home, started, as soon as I could play two chords, I was like, all right, this is cool. Now I need some drums. And that was, you know, that was right at that point where production software uh, became very, you know, the, the, the hardware, like as far as laptops and just desktop computers and whatnot, got to where it was more capable and the software was more affordable. It was just right. easy, easier to access. So uh, that kind of spun into the sampling thing. And, you know, shortly thereafter, I moved to Philly. I met all these dudes that were like, and women that were amazing MCs and rappers. And next thing you know, it just went, you know, the sampling just kind of took over. Mm. Um to the point where I'd always kind of continued to mess with guitar a little bit, trying to learn some stuff. But uh, even that, I kind of wind up setting on the side. And then, yeah, about a year ago, I got a new day job. I didn't know if I really wanted that day job, but <laughs> I decided to celebrate a little bit by buying a, my first new guitar probably Amazing. forever. And I was like, oh, my God this is so much nicer than the junk that's been sitting here for 20 years. And it just, yeah, man, it just snowballed. And that's like, you know, all I wanted to do basically uh, for, the, for the last year. And, uh, but that's also led to, you know, me not only trying to uh, learn guitar, like the physical aspects, but, also, you know, everything was trial and error for me with sampling. So mm. just learning a little bit of basic music theory and so, some things like that. And it's, uh, you know, I just landed in it. And that's all, all I wanted to do for the last year. That's right. That was something I was going to ask you about as well, because I'm kind of fascinated by like any time I've spent on on, on Bandcamp, on your on, on the dummy page. Um, I mean, it's, it's crazy the amount of of projects there attributed to your to your hands your to your production and it's such a wide breadth of 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 styles from you you know you collaborating with rappers you collaborating with uh with with soul singers um you know you've got uh like these these kind of beat tape kind of productions like where's where does this sort of musical education come from this is you know predominantly self-taught stuff or where, where does it kind of come from one of the most incredible things was the shanti's uh, rebuttal project which again it just to use the, the words on the page inspired by 70s uh thriller movies from india china europe and, and usa how does that come together <laughs> I don't get, where does the knowledge come from for all of that it's crazy it's amazing congratulations dude <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks man ah. Uh, um, uh. So there was like four questions in there, wasn't there? It's all good. I'm I'm just taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, uh, well, I think one thing that might help figure it out is it's actually dumb high, right? Right. Yeah. You know, I kind of, I like smoking some weed now and then, you know what I mean? I think I have for a long while. And, um, yeah, I don't know with the sample stuff. Um, once I got into that, like I'm, I'm the dude that like, I'm always an album dude. Like, 
versus a song dude, you know, sure. and, um, you know, I want to put together, uh, I, I want you to watch The Sopranos from start to end. I don't want you to watch episode, you know, season two, episode nine, <laughs> season five, episode yeah. three, and then be like, I know what this is about, you know? Sure. So I really, uh, in hindsight, I don't know if I knew it at the time, but really approached uh, the sampling like collaging. You know, it was like collaging with sounds, taking voice snippets and uh, pieces of music, whether they were, you know, a straight loop or just slicing it up to where it was a whole new composition of noises, right? And... Um, yeah, I just really like that aspect of finding themes. Um, every time I'd start putting together some beats, a batch would come together, and probably because I was making them at the same time or around the same time, I'd, I'd try and listen for how they would fit together so I could, you know, again, whether it was trying to make a two-bar loop, as soon as that happened, it was like, all right, how do I make differences to make a song? and how do, how do I put these songs together to make, it was always trying to collage it out bigger. Right. Right. And um, yeah, just always like that aspect. And I hope that answered at least one of your questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we're, we're, we're good. <laughs> uh, what does it come though? I mean, with, I've always been intrigued by like uh, someone who, again, who, who's, uh, a strong aspect of their music say is sampling what how does that as a process work for you do you do you actively hunt for for things that are completely you know that you 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 would imagine no one else is looking for what is it you connect with in something like that when you're kind of like again going back to the shanti's rebuttal project you know looking up sort of samples for you know, the 70s thriller movies from all these different parts of the world. I mean, what is the process for that? Is that, the again, with with that album, was that the mindset from the beginning or is that like something you stumble on into? Um, yeah, both. I mean, I, I suppose, right? Uh, yeah, with the, the Shanti stuff, I think I was just, sometimes I'll just uh, fall into something, catch something, um, you know, Shazam's great because you're walking around and song comes on. Right. You know, something to be like, oh, that, there's something interesting there, right? Um, and for whatever reason, with, with the Shanti, I was uh, doing, I, I really like a lot of old movie soundtracks. Right. And, uh, I, you know, I like themes. So in that case... I think I heard something on a, a, a soundtrack and then that led to me going down a Amazon prime rabbit hole of seventies, uh, you know, Bollywood wow. suspense thrillers or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, I'll, I'll sit on the couch and, um, chill out, watch them. You know, sometimes I'm half watching, sometimes I'm fully focused and uh, dive in fully, you know, and the, 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 some of these movies are crazy. Um, and yeah, I'll sit there, sometimes I'll have my little phone or a notepad or something, I'll be like, yeah, 
such and such movie. Yeah, one hour, three minutes. There's something cool there, you know. And uh, right. yeah, but I, I think it's a lot about just themes. I, I've, I've picked all kinds of weird themes, and sometimes that not all the music necessarily fits. I mean, there's stuff on that Shanti's rebuttal that's straight uh, American. 50s soul that's been okay. sampled uh but you know try try and connect the dots right it's mm. just another yeah uh way to be creative with the sounds is once you got a, a bunch yeah. of sketches in front of me or in front of you, you know anyone that how can we make this connect to that and that's always been a cool concept to me yeah amazing um we're actually uh like two days i think uh away from the release of uh the label's new project which is really really exciting it's it's a fantastic uh uh release it's uh called uncle miles um it's it well it it is fantastic and and we'll, we'll talk about it in a moment but how how do you tend to feel around this time like you're as i said we're about two days from it being released how do you, do you know? Do you are you get excited for people to hear something new that you've worked on? Do you get nervous? Do you how do you kind of take this part this part of that process? Yeah, all that. I'm excited. I can't wait for people to hear it. Um, with all the hip hop and sample stuff, it, you know, I got so used to. I was doing a couple of projects a year for a while, for quite a while, mm-hmm. and I got kind of used to that, and that was. You know, it just got to where the nerves didn't really hit. But, um, you know, this one's different. Like I said, once I once I dove headfirst into guitar again, um, these are the first tracks or first project. I can play all these songs on guitar, right? Not that that's, I'm not bragging because I'm not. I would never claim to be jamming as guitarist ever, nothing like that by far, right? But these songs all started on the guitar um, versus sampling, so it was. It just was a different relationship. There was a learning process. It was, you know, most of them started with a couple chords, and then it was like, all right. Uh, how do I fit a bass line to this? How do I do this and record the instruments where I didn't have as much experience with that? And the whole process, uh, I don't know. Is it just different? So uh, making that public and getting people's feedback on it, there's a little nerves, but it's mostly exciting, man. I just want to get everybody to hear everything now. Mm. Well, it's it is awesome. I mean, the the fermented spirit stuff is really there's a magic between you guys that you're really able to to kind of capture something very special. So I I think that the record is is awesome, and uh, yeah, I'm yeah super excited about it. Uh, is it was it a lengthy kind of uh, process to, to 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 put this one together, or because uh, I think it's been a while since the last um, fermented spirits uh, release, right? By about two years or so. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So when I started putting some uh, chords together, uh, Mike, my partner with the Fermented Spirits projects, he's a singer, voice of an angel. Like they said, he does. It's a great voice, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I started doing that, I was like, you know what? We we should get a little project going with this. Mm. 
And so I hit him up and we started meeting, meeting up like once, once a week or a couple times a month, uh, in February of this year. And, um, yeah, all of these songs, uh, you know, really co-piloted by Mike. Uh, he, he's on, he's singing on most of them, but, uh, even the ones he's not, he had a lot of input. We were, you sure. know, together building them up. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, so yeah, since February, I guess, uh, we wrapped this up, started finishing the recordings in September, I suppose. Um, so not too long. It's a, it's a short project. Uh, kind of wanted to, to get this first batch of songs out and then, you know, we'll see, see what happens from here. We're already talking about new stuff that's awesome yeah that's awesome I've, i actually i picked up the 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 cd of the like minds project from uh from Bandcamp uh just like last yeah. friday so uh yeah so it's how do you, how would you say this one compares to the project before so i mean i think that's the biggest i guess that's the biggest thing for me i i don't know as a uh listener how much would be picked up on, but I mean, the Lake Minds project was sample based. Mm. Uh, so, you know, from that, that, that's the biggest difference for me. Uh, but otherwise, you know, we have a couple, a couple voices on there that, you know, that's not Mike, a couple uh, different people that, are, that we've been working with on these joints. Uh, a lot of them are family that I've been working with for the last, 10 plus years. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest aspect is just that these are instruments. Uh, it's more of a, a little bit more of a live feel. And it all started from, you know, each one of these songs started from nothing. There was no uh, training wheels like I feel like sometimes there are with the, with the samples. You know, yeah. you're start, starting with something that's giving you a little bit of a lane now you can you got to bounce around in that lane and this all just started from nothing mm. that's really it's cool. the it, it's the jazzmatazz effect isn't it i always look it's um like when guru kind of from gangstar to to jazzmatazz mm-hmm. that notion of live instrumentation kind of over sampling it's always uh it's yes i think i said earlier it's always a super cool kind of evolution for an artist to kind of reach in the, at their own point um and just as another layer you know to 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 their own sort of artistry so it yeah it's a super cool that the, the differences between the two projects from that that regard um yeah it, it's kind of a nice uh string to have to your sort of your proverbial bow if that made sense yeah yeah man uh, and i you know don't get me wrong i still love sampling i got sure I, absolutely I got yeah beat tape ready to go i got a couple mm. things on, on the cooker with sampling but um, but yeah, it's just something like, you know, the, um, I guess when you're sampling, you're grabbing stuff, you're chopping it up, you're doing whatever you're doing to it, you're manipulating it. And I do, you know, definitely believe there's a, an entire art around that. And, Absolutely, yeah. But there's always been, from day one with me, always been a little, like, romanticism or, or a fascination with the idea that you know, um, somebody can pick up a guitar 
uh, acoustic guitar, let's say, right? There's not even electric involved, nothing, and can sort of start playing that and transmit anything they're feeling to anybody that's listening to that. And that direct sort of magic that can happen is just, you know, that that's just completely fascinating to me. And just, that's one of my favorite things, you know? I mean, when you can transmit emotion through any media, uh, art, sample, visual, whatever the case is, that's just incredible to me. But the idea of stripping it down and making it the, like, most direct channel is just very very cool yeah that's a beautiful way of putting it i mean as as fermented spirits ever taken to like to 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 live stages at all um not a whole lot that last project that lake mines project Mm. was a pandemic project so we didn't really have the opportunity to do anything at that point um but Especially now that we're working with, like, uh, you know, uh, my man Margell, who plays keys on a few songs on this new album. Uh, He has a really good band uh, that performs regularly in Philly. Uh, You know, Mike also works with another band that he has other projects with. Um, And so, yeah. it, it, definitely something, uh, 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 an angle that we're, we're looking at exploring that more. Yeah. It would be awesome to, I, I think just the way you described that connection between you performing and stuff like that. So just to, 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 to do that in front of say an audience, you know, have you ever done, have you ever like, I imagine you've played out as a, from a DJ perspective, perhaps. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I, for a while there, um, probably around 13, 14, uh, I was uh, regularly doing some stuff where I basically had a mini studio going on. I was running Ableton and I had the pads and whatnot. And I had live uh, guitar, bass and saxophone uh, with me with a few different MCs, including my man Side Effect, Terrence Wood, who's also on this new project. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so done. that was probably the closest to a band setting. And for me, I'm hitting buttons. So, I, I, you know, that's, I don't know. Uh, there's some people that are really amazing at it. For me, I was mostly nodding my head and I was just, you know hit the buttons when they were supposed to be hit you know what i mean like it wasn't like i didn't feel a huge sense of accomplishment and i'm no you shouldn't look at it like that at all no it's an integral part to the sound isn't it uh, it was a it was cool as a as a whole i think it it worked it worked really well while we were doing it but I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna lie. I might have told you ten years ago. I'd have been like, "Nah, I was killing it," but I was just hitting buttons here and there, man. I ain't gonna lie, you know what I mean? But everybody else was killing it. But, um, but yeah. Aside from that, it's been behind Serato, or you know, even worse, right? At some of these smaller stuff, especially when we first started, it was really hitting the play button and then fronting on something like just because whatever capabilities of where we were but uh but yeah that's something 
I've only played guitar in front of public people like twice in my life, and uh, that's something. Yeah, I, I, I'm into it. We're figuring out the best way to, mm. to approach that going forward, but it's something. I, yeah, I'm definitely into. Amazing! What an incredible experience it'd be for you to kind of be up there, like uh, kind of with, with a guitar and kind of performing like that, and that'd be incredible, right? Yeah, definitely. Especially, you know, um, yeah, man. To, and, and to do songs that, you know, you, you help plant the seed on and yeah. uh, then see this uh, more fully fleshed out version being done live with. Yeah, yeah. You know, you not only respect a ton as artists, but, I mean, the people on this project, I mean, they're, they're really on the project because they are the people that are around me every day in real life, you know, or maybe not every day, but you know what I'm saying? Like very, very very much so. So, um, to be able to be like, yo, this is is me and my team, my family, like, and yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah, that's something that's very exciting. Yeah, I, you're right, and to sort of, I guess, the be and regardless of what your what your role would be in that live thing, the idea of just having the chance to sit there and and watch, you know, these 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 people that you're so close to performing what you created, watching people respond to it, like as just the next that as an experience, let alone your own kind of inclusion in that performance, that's got to be there's a magic in that as well, isn't there? Oh my God! Absolutely, and, and really the, uh, and you know, a lot of the MCs uh, that I've worked with in the past, right, um, and currently, right, uh, like I've gotten to see have that experience that you just described with them so many times, and that's been right. just crazy. I mean, yeah. like uh, Reef the Lost Cause, another one of my best friends my brother right he we have a bunch of stuff together and you know uh he he tours regularly internationally he goes much bigger venues than i would expect to you know uh present any uncle miles stuff on and these rock Mm. songs that we've done and to see the crowd react to that insane insane amazing um I guess that I, you you kind of mentioned that kind of quarantine period uh, a couple of times, <laughs> and I guess in in relation to live performances now, you know things uh, that probably seemed like an impossibility uh, not too long ago. I mean, how how was I was curious how how was that quarantine period for you uh, as a as a as a creative? You know, I mean, were you were you able to kind of make use of that time, or did you find yourself a little sort of stifled? by you know everything that was happening certainly in the states you know on your doorstep in many ways um but how was that period for you so i'm always intrigued like asking people because some people just you know i've had conversations with 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 people who just couldn't create who just you know just found themselves completely stumped in that time of not being able to experience uh things in the way they normally would uh to experience new uh things in the way that they would normally seek you know how how was that period um for you during that during the quarantine creatively 
I loved it. I, I, I produced four Amazing. albums. I, I produced four albums in 2020. So I, I didn't have anything else to do. And um, yeah, it was great. I mean, it's from that aspect, right? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And honestly, that's actually, I probably should say it more like it was great to have that creative the ability to do the creative thing during that period because that period was you know it was awful right it was awful for everybody everybody is stuck in and you know um watching trump and all this government craziness and just all that it was just the people turning against each other everything very disheartening it was just it's it's just an awful period and we're still living through it to a certain extent but Mm. i get all you know sad (laughs) (laughs) stuff so you know um i i was you know i was personally very lucky and not only did you know we come out come out of that uh, pandemic. Me and my family come out of it fairly unscathed. But yeah. um, you know, I did have that. You know, I, I had the people. We're sitting here on little internet chats or whatever, and like, all right, what are you doing? No, I'm not doing anything. It's a pandemic. All right, cool. Let's make some songs. You know, and yeah. Uh, so there was a sense of community. There was a sense of there was a social aspect there that a lot of people might not have had. And then just being able to, you know, work with friends to have that creative outlet. And that was probably a, a giant savior. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's well put. Obviously. Um, yeah, so yeah, I certainly didn't mean to be insensitive to people, mm-hmm. obviously they're all the, you know the hardships and everything people experienced it was yeah i I just from a from a sort of being indoors within that time frame uh, it's always uh, intrigued me about you know people like yourself whether you were able to kind of make use of it or just just found yourself completely stumped so it's always inspiring to hear that you know when you talk to people that were able to make the most of it that's great that's always really great um I, I guess you're, you're, you're kind of in the interesting position of, you know, we've sort of discussed those creative sides of things. Um, but I guess, you know, being the, the kind of the founder of Dumb High, how you're, you're in that position where you've got your artist hat, at, but you also have that, that marketing uh, promo boss hat as well so you create something and you're very proud of it but you also have the well the unenviable or the enviable task of trying to get people to hear it how do you kind of adapt to that that part of it is that a part of the process that you really enjoy or is that something you're like oh, i hate this part but here we go <laughs> I, I need I, I gotta do my best to get people to hear it uh, um... Yeah, no, I, I, I say I hate it all the time. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, it's uh, it's not my favorite. I mean, I, I, I actually, I, I, I don't know though. You know, it's it's all I've known. Uh, like I said, I, I, I kind of got into the whole thing a little bit later. It wasn't like I was doing this when I, you know, start playing an instrument at thirteen, releasing projects with friends in high school. It wasn't like that, you know. 
And so it was almost like, ain't nobody else going to do it. You know, I'm just going to, hey, I want to put together a project. Let's put together a project. And I was always just, who's around? You know what I mean? I got lucky. I had cool people around to do awesome things. But it was, and then, all right, what's next? Well, what do we do now? And now we got to get people to hear it. And it was, you know, just always just pushing forward, right? Um, It's not my favorite. Uh, I've. I've learned quite a bit of video editing over the years and a little bit of Photoshop. Um, it, it, it's not my favorite. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like uh, that. I don't really like uh, being so much. I, I tend to be preferred behind the camera than in sure. front of the camera. Uh, and then when it's like you have to talk about yourself or write things about yourself or constantly walk that line where am I barraging people with stuff they ain't trying to hear like you know um yeah definitely not my favorite uh but at the same time because I've been doing it so long it's like uh, I I don't know somebody's not doing if somebody else is doing it and they're not doing it like I would right (laughs) (laughs) then you get into that but Definitely not my favorite. I'd rather, uh, I would much rather be just making music and hanging with people and uh, creating. Mm. What are the kind of, uh, like, when you consider about putting your music out there? I mean, for example, uh, streaming. You know, um, I, I think, I, I don't stream myself. I'm not on Spotify. But I, I think I had seen that you, you put your music, say, on Spotify. Is that right? Um. We put the Like Minds project on Spotify. Uh, that was uh, that was something. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I didn't have any issues with it, but that was something that Mike, you know, wanted to do, and I was all for it. Um, at some point in the past, I had a lot of the Dumb High projects on the streaming services, but. Um, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll revisit it. I think I just got sort of disheartened where uh, just working in that, that, that the corporate grind of all of that and, you know, the the fees and then anything that is needed to do to spread the music. It's all, it just seemed like a, I don't know. It just seemed like something that was, at a certain point i just felt like hey here's my music you want to come check it out by all means do you if you check it out on my website or one of our social medias you're gonna be uh, treated like family and you know that's mad cool thank you (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah yeah i don't know uh but at this point I, I have considered sort of re-releasing some of the stuff and, and, and putting it on social media, uh, not social media, on this big streaming services. Sure. That, that very well may happen. I mean, even personally, I, I'm even the same way. You know, if some release comes out that I'm interested in, I'll be like, wait, this isn't on the streaming services yet? What's going on? You know, so, mm. you know, at some point it might be something I, I revisit. But yeah. the, the corporate... The, you know the corporate music business um i've they've never messed with me and i 
never felt the need to mess with them until something proves otherwise. You know what yeah. I mean? Is there no kind of like fantasy uh, scenario that you, you, you have in your head of, you know, of connecting with a, uh, an established, uh, even an independent established label or like just someone that would be prepared to, to take off all that. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, it, I suppose yeah. in a ways it, it's a non-existent, uh, scenario nowadays really, isn't it? Because I think the expectation is that they still want the artist to do a lot of work in that regard. So it's, it, it you know, how record labels fit into kind of current, models no 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 i hear you and uh no that's something i I would definitely be interested in uh especially because i am used to doing that work right so if there was a a a partnership type situation where somebody had more uh of the infrastructure groundwork laid out that they could take certain things off and we could work something out to where you know i'd still do what i do uh and and more but um you know i mean it, it is what it is really right now I, i'm i i'm in i'm really excited about uh just what these next projects are going to be uh you know f- further exploring the the band world or instrument world, whether it's not, you know, just I've had some people hit me up who are, you know, professional musicians. They're like, Oh, I see what's going on. Oh, you know, what's happening. You're doing something amazing. And it's like, all right, well, you know, let's, uh, let's figure things out. So I'm just going to be more focused on that. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I don't really ever expect to, you know, basically, I don't. This is so much. It's so rewarding to me that I don't really worry so much about like the financial aspect. I love obviously to get music that we make and are proud of to more ears, and it's very competitive and very difficult to, you know, get that traction. Um, but if I can just keep creating and sharing and, you know, doing that, that's definitely what I'm focused on. Yeah. That's super cool. Uh, we, we, we have a mutual friend in Vahe, um, right. who he, he and I've connected on podcasts several times, uh, over the last couple of years. And he said something, uh, to me exactly on the long, the lines of what you, you've just said. And it, it it's, I'll never forget it because, because I, I just love the kind of the unabashed, you know, like I, I'm just going to keep doing this regardless of anything. And we were talking about his confessions of a curly mind, uh, radio show, which could run, which literally the longest show he put together was like 37 hours. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> I think and he sent me a link to <laughs> I was like, oh man, I a week off of work. <laughs> <laughs> but there are several there's a few there was like a um, that was the dilla one there was a jodeci one yes. about the 20 hours and you know he's done several like that and you know five hour radio shows were like a typical kind of format for him for a long time which in of itself is is unheard of and i we were talking uh about it and uh he just kind of just vie in the cool as hell 
kind of way that he he does. He just sort of said, I did it because I wanted to do it. And if no one likes it, I couldn't give a shit. Right. And, I just, and that's it. And, you know, because like, it's just what you've been saying. The desire to create just takes over everything else. And it's like, if I'm not going to let anyone stop me doing it. No one's going to get in my way and say, this is how you're supposed to do it. I'm going to do what I want to do. If people jump on board, great. And if they don't, that's a shame, but I'm just going to keep going. And it's the coolest thing I've ever heard. And just like what you've been saying, like the focus is creating and it's not about the financials. It's not about, you know, trying to achieve, uh, you know, monetary gain or, or notoriety in any other way. It's just, I want to create, I've got my platform and nothing's going to stop me doing it. And that's, again, that's the coolest thing in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's absolutely what drives everything. There's a, there's a feeling when you're making everything and things are just coming together, like almost like it's almost like you're watching it happen. Like it's crazy. And that is the the best high there is, man. Mm. And that's like, that's something that you, you just can't stop chasing. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, obviously, you know, when you put something together and then when you're like, you're like very proud of it you know you want people to hear it and you know so that aspect you have to do it right because you want people to hear it you want you want to get a reaction um not in a i mean i'm sure it's in an ego way but not in a you know i want you to react and you want to get that shared reaction reaction, you know like where you're like oh that person they listened to that and they got what I was trying to do that affected yeah. them. That had a, some kind of an emotional aspect and, you know, definitely want that. But when yeah. you're putting stuff together and you kind of disappear into it and time, you lose track of time. That's just such an amazing feeling. And yeah, yeah never want to lose that. Amazing. I mean, I know you said earlier that you're not really a fan of the, the promo side of things or talking about yourself but honestly dude you, you i you know you've been a real joy to to kind of talk to your you know the way you your insight the way you kind of look at making music and everything about it i've you know you're yeah it's been a real it's an absolute pleasure to kind of talk to you and uh you, you're better at this part of it than i think <laughs> than you may realize <laughs> oh, i appreciate that i appreciate that i'll sleep hey speaking of doing whatever you want to do yeah that project's supposed to come out friday but i'm pretty sure i'm gonna uh go ahead and click that activate button probably in the next hour so you know wow amazing yeah you know just uh I'm ready. It's my mom's birthday on Friday. Amazing. Yeah, happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday, Mrs. Hodge. Amazing. (laughs) Rather, uh, yeah, I'm going to hit that button soon. Oh, that's so awesome. Uh, Yeah, well, I mean, I wish you the 
utmost success with it. I think it's a it really is a wonderful uh, project. I'm thrilled we've been able to 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 connect about it and for me to just get you know pick your brains and kind of uh, learn about the insights of how it something like this comes together. So uh, it's been a, a real real joy, dude. So thanks uh, so much for your time. No, thank you, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. I appreciate your time. Um, yeah, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. You're very kind, dude. Uh, I have. I'm going to spring something on you, if I may. We tend to end these podcasts uh, with a song, and I thought it would be cool if if you wouldn't mind to pick something from the Uncle Miles uh, EP to just to close out the show and send everyone home uh, super happy with. So, I mean, is there a song that you kind of think uh, would definitely, uh, yeah, that you'd like to kind of just uh, close the episode with right now? Oh, on the spot. Um, I'm professional um, of me. I, mean, I apologize. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. Throw a little spice in there. Hey, um, I mean, I would tend to say slide, but that, that's a little, uh, a little slow. You think uh, you could be good with that? Either slide I think so. It's a great, great song. My favorite song from it. So hey, hey, nothing wrong with it. that. Well, let's Fantastic, do it then. Dude. Let's do slide. <laughs> Shout out to my man Mike uh, and the Kelly QJ, who does, like I said, vocals on most of the songs. Um, You know, Margell Overton is on this, playing the keys. And um, yeah, man, thanks again. Blue and green. Take on the world
trying to build a team Consist of you and me We can make it go, go all the way And with this chemistry, it's the thing that We can't put aside Best for you, like a good man should. 